Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. We're ready. We're ready. Catholic Stuff Podcast, welcome. Father John, Father Nathan, here we go. Round two. Fight. Lovely afternoon. Fight. Here we go. Finish him. Mortal Kombat, no? Mm-hmm. You remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of my L2, life... L2, R2... Oh, no, that, that's... <laughs> left, that's left, a, right, right. Yeah. No, up, down, up, down. That was a different game. Back, back, B was uh, Scorpion's little... Psh, come over here. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mortal Kombat. Everybody in their 30s understands what we're talking about, so... I played that at the Surf Club back in Mount Zion. Or, actually, it was Decatur, but... It was the pool membership that we had to the surf club. Is that outside of Chicago? Shut up. Oh. <laughs> I got you good, Rook. I think we exhausted all of our content from last time. Well, I think we feel a little... There's a lot of shame. No. Around, uh, shame around... Uh, no, John. In the words of Avid Brothers, boatloads of shame. Boatloads of shame. We're not doing the shame podcast. Oh, we're not? This is a different one. I was trying to like lead in. I know. It was a nice try. God. You have one for guilt? Nope. Okay. I don't know any Avid Brothers songs called Guilt. I actually don't know any songs called Guilt, so... Well, I think that guilt is one of those things that people try and avoid as well as shame. Shame's bad, right? Shame's bad. You are really getting into the podcast. I like your style. You like that? Here we go. Here we go. Whoa. So, uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is we listened to this TED Talk by Brina Brown on the power of vulnerability. Right. Um, and it's very good uh, if you have 20 minutes to spare. Which we podcasted on there, right? Yes. Good. Um, so she actually, she's a, a doctor in social work, kind of a sociologist, psychologist, um, whatever. I really don't know. Whatever. Um, and she wrote this book called Daring Greatly, which I, I think I look pretty important, you know, like reading this on the plane. When I think of you, I think Daring Greatly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> Um, dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> so, uh, she has a chapter in here on, uh, understanding and combating shame. I don't necessarily want to do the topic on shame yet. I'll, I'll save that until the next time. Um, because I think it's a pretty important, um, topic. Shame. Shame. But, uh, she has a section in her book called Untangling Shame, Guilt, Humiliation, and Embarrassment. Do you know which, who else does a lot with shame and guilt? Who? Joyce Meyer. Really? Yeah. Father Greg Joyce. Peterson, who does not listen to the podcast. Good old Joyce. Who is a brother. He's part of our frat. As uh, Molly, my friends Molly and Weston always talk about our frat, our priest frat. And Father Greg's like, you guys want to know about shame and guilt? Listen to Joyce Meyer. Really? I'll yeah, have to like, check it out. Check it out. Podcast. Check it out. She's so, got a very successful podcast. Like, yes. uh, what's his name down in Louisiana? Yeah. 225,000. Six hundred million. I don't even remember who they are. Okay, let's get back. Focus. We're back. Okay. So many times people talk about Catholic guilt, right? Yeah, I'm a recovering Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, I've gotten over all of that guilt. You know, because the church all they do is lay upon us guilt. Right. Um, and I think this chapter, this little section, does a really good job about saying that. Um, shame, guilt, humiliation, and embarrassment um, are very different things. And there, there's just one fundamental difference that she draws. Shame, guilt, humiliation, and what was it? Embarrassment. Like? Embarrassment. So, um... You mean like, muy embarrassado? 
muy embarazado. Yeah. The majority which, which of... We learned the lo- which we learned the hard way is uh, pregnant, pregnant. Pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. In Spanish. Okay. This is what it's, she says in the book. The majority of shame researchers and clini- clinicians agree that the difference between shame and guilt is best understood as the difference between I am bad and I did something bad. Right. Shame is I am bad. Guilt is I did something bad. Huh. And, and Brina is just a secular... Right. Psychologist. I mean, she's done a lot of research into this, and she actually did shame research. But it's interesting. It's not even from a Catholic perspective, and they're saying they're making that distinction. Oh, yeah. So when people talk about Catholic guilt, what are they saying? I did something bad. I think it's I did something bad, and I am bad, and the church sees me as bad. Right. Okay. So the first thing she she's kind of asserting is shame is bad. Like, and we'll get to this in another podcast. Shame is bad. Guilt is not necessarily bad. Here's what she says. Guilt is just as positive as shame, but its influence is positive. Guilt is just as powerful as shame, but its influence is positive. While shame is destructive, in fact, in my research, I found that shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we can change and do better. So, um, with, with guilt... We've done something that we shouldn't have done. So the the example that she uses is, say you told a friend that you were going to meet him at, you know, like 4.30. And it's 4.30 and he calls you. Or it's you. Brian Brzezicki and it's 5 o'clock. Right. And he calls you. Hypothetically. He calls you and says, um, hey, I thought we were meeting. And you say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I'm such a horrible friend. Uh, what was I thinking? I'm so bad. You know, you kind of make excessive right, right, right. that's shame that's voicing shame i am a bad friend guilt would rather be um i can't believe i did that like i don't know how i how i missed that i'm so sorry so the guilt is actually saying it acknowledges that what you have done is both out of character and not in consonance with who you are as a friend or and even in this situation as a christian and a catholic and a person, you know. Right. So, so many times people will use Catholic guilt to excuse themselves from all sorts of things. Just saying, um, well, I shouldn't feel bad about this. But we we have to understand about ourselves that we've been kind of pre-programmed for good. Granted, we're, we are limping along due to original sin. But in some sense, we know right from wrong, mm-hmm. you know, due to natural law and also our conscience. And a formed conscience. So then people will try to say... I shouldn't feel bad about this. It's probably just my Catholic upbringing. Right. No, it's actually, that's guilt, and that's not a bad thing. Um, so, I mean, when you're thinking about your sins, certainly we have a natural shame that comes from our sins. Um, because our sh- our sins tend to um, influence who we are. And we think of ourselves as, I am a lustful person, or I am an angry person. No, I have I have lustful, um, I have lustful sins, I have lustful inclinations, but who I am as a person is very different. You said I am my shins, and it makes me think of my uncle Paul, who doesn't listen to the podcast, but uh, whose nickname is Shinpad. Shinpad. Shinpad, because when he was like eight, my grandmother sent him to the hockey store. This is back in Minnesota, and he uh, 
Bought a pair of shin pads that were like six times too big for him, <laughs> and he became known as Shin Pad. So his his personhood is identified with right. his, his shins. So his shins. Yeah. So then, uh, are you sure that's not Sinbad? <laughs> I wish my uncle was Sinbad. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy that's falling off the face of the earth. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, um, you know, kind of distinguishing between all of them, um, uh, shame is I am bad. Guilt is I did something bad. Humiliation is somebody else is going to rub my face in what I did that is bad. Like, you know, like a, a you know dog going to the bathroom on the carpet and everything. It's like, look what you did. You are so bad. You're so stupid, you know. And people do this in the workplace. Right. People do this in relationships. People do this on the podcast. Just Never saying. on the podcast. So, um, and then embarrassment is the last one, which is very easy to get over, which is like, you know, you have uh, you know barbecue sauce still on your face from your your lunch, and somebody right. says something about it. It's like you can kind of laugh that off. It's not like it doesn't color your perception of who you are. You get over it. So all I'm trying to assert here is that guilt isn't necessarily bad. Right. And as we as we grow in virtue, and as we grow in the understanding of the Christian life, um, when we don't when we, when we neglect to act in accord with the dignity that we've been created with or to respect other person's dignity or to respect you know our relationship with God then we start to feel like um what I did was wrong and that's actually okay it's when it's when shame starts to influence that now all of a sudden it's like I'm a nobody I shouldn't even be a catholic yeah. I shouldn't even be a christian frankly because I'm such a horrible person and that's when the evil one's got you. It's interesting to think about this because um, I think one of our jobs as priests is, uh, like, I think about marriage prep or RCA, for example. I did, you know, you got to talk about some hard stuff. And one of the one of the tasks is to cultivate authentic guilt without shame mm-hmm. or without just rationalizing it away, yes. saying whatever. There's no such thing. It's like, how do I actually make them feel? guilty because they're living together whatever without it being shame which pushes them away or just saying we're not we don't have to worry about that that's right you guys are okay it's not even gonna talk about it uh which isn't any better for them so it's kind of a a a strange thing to try and actually cultivate in people to convict i think of john that line from john 15 a lot you know that he sends the holy spirit to convict convince the world of sin you know the task of that is and of righteousness yeah so it's like it's kind of like we share in that work. Everybody does. Every Catholic does. And I think it's important for us to know who we are and what we've been called to and to kind of feel the swell of pride that comes around that and the the horror that can come from our sins, which is just like, I can't believe I did that. Right. Like, um, I can't believe what I did to that person. And I can't believe what I'm I'm doing to God. Right. Um but um but also to know like that's not the end. You know, um, if we allow our guilt to, con- if we allow our guilt to consume us, I just did everything bad. Well, then, as I tell some people in confession, it's like, okay, yeah, what have you done this last week? You know, with your family, with your friendships, with your, you know, schoolmates, whoever. Right. That's actually good, right. and 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 more of the identity of of who you are. You're acting in consonance with who you are. As opposed to like these things, which I sins I feel like many times can just be sort of blips on blips on the screen, right. but they're not the general pattern. You know, they're they're kind of the outliers. 
and and I think one of the hard things, I you know, we had our big penance service on Tuesday night, so it was a lot of hours of confession, and a lot of the confession work is to try and say help people recognize guilt, but then also say, hey, there's something beyond this. You know what I mean? You don't just have to live in this forever. Mm-hmm. But but it's almost like if you if you don't experience guilt, then you can never experience the freedom of forgiveness. Yeah. You know, and when that friend says, "No worries, we'll reschedule," right. or "I can wait for you," right? You know, yeah. I mean, I uh, I can think of another priest that I uh, got in a little bit of an argument with on Monday when we were hanging out in Steamboat at a coffee shop. You have any idea who I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Okay, no idea. That's great. And uh, there was a freedom in the in just he went down and walked, <clears throat> Father Nathan. Um, down by the river, made a couple phone calls, called Teddy Hamstra. We kind of reconvened and, right. you know, it's like, okay, let's work through this. That was it. That was it. Yeah. But uh, there's a freedom in that and a joy that comes from that when when you're able to work through that. And most of us don't want that. Most of us don't want any conflict. We don't want any bad feelings. Yeah. Because for some reason, a lot of us, when we feel things that are bad, we identify ourselves as bad. Yes. I'm feeling this is not... This doesn't feel good, so I'm obviously not good. Yeah. Which means I'm unlovable, which means I can't be, I can't live a life of competing. Or we can't talk about this because then, you know, somebody farted. You know, somebody did something bad, you know, and we're just going to pretend it never happened. Right. And that's, I mean, I've done that in my own family. I've done that in friendships. And and it never pushes you into a deeper place. Right. So, and, and give thanks to God that I didn't humiliate you and be like, can you believe how you're acting? I can't. All right, that's it. That's really all I had. <laughs> well, we only have like five minutes before we got to be in uh, with the Brzeckis. What's the name of this Italian place we're going to? Uh, Baco Trattoria. Baco Trattoria. That sounds great. The uh, That's it. Seriously. <laughs> what? What more did you want? I didn't want anything more. You said you were the one that went 45 minutes. Now I'm humiliating I, I you. I went way too wrong. Now I'm humiliating you. I feel I, shame. Thank you, Ked Waterman. <laughs> Thank you for stopping me. From- <laughs> Ked Waterman would say, guys, remember why you got into this. Mm. What brought you together? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I can do about 40 minutes of uh, shout outs here if you want. All I right. Got a, I got a couple. Okay. I have a letter uh, that goes along with the two bottles of Maker's Mark. And we're drinking. There are many bottles, just so people don't think we're actually drinking two huge bottles. Catholic Stuff Priests. Thank you guys for your awesome podcast ministry. Your content is consistently amusing, yet informative, and it never ceased to make jogs a little less hellish. Keep up the great work and know of our prayers. In Christ, Matt Wagner, Elliot Fonseca, David Cruz, Matt Norquist, Jeremy Hedber, and Ezra Lippert. Nice. His brother's Jonah Lippert. He teaches at Our Lady Lord's Catholic School. So oh, he does with Father Brian Larkin. They are all seminarians uh, for, uh, well, different dioceses, but uh, they go to Immaculate Heart of Mary in Winona, Minnesota. And they sent us Maker's Mark? Yeah. Man, that's great. This is great. This is great, this is great man. This is great, man. Okay, go ahead. Melissa and Jeff Harden, you remember when you, uh, a couple podcasts ago, you were like, I told Ty I'd call him in 20 minutes, and that was like six weeks ago? Mm-hmm. I did kind of a similar thing, except way longer, with Melissa and Jeff Harden. So they came to our Oops. last live podcast. And by last, I mean the last one we did and the last one we'll ever do. Uh, and I said, oh, yeah, I'll give you a shout-out for your wedding anniversary on November 10th. Mm. 
So here it is. Melissa and Jeff, you're great. Jeff wrote a book recently. Did you know that? So just everybody Google on Amazon uh, Jeff Harden's books. He said it's expected to sell dozens of copies. <laughs> He's home. Do you know what it's on? Uh, something about poli sci. I was like, aren't you into economics? He's like, oh, this is the U of I people? The U of I people. All right. That's right. Who still want to have lunch with us? Sounds great. That'd be great, except for you don't like to schedule things. Illinois people. just lost to Alabama in the NIT, so oh, whatever. Man. NIT doesn't matter. Okay, so that's the first podcast. Dove and Woody. What a name. What a group. Right? What a couple right there. Dove and Woody. Dove. They're Lord's people, right? Father Brian Larkinland. Oh. And uh, they're friends of Am- um, of the Amick family. And uh, I think we need to get a drink with them. So we're going to put that on your social calendar. Sure. All right? Dove and Woody. Thanks for listening. Ben Anything College. We got some listeners. They're friends of uh, Michael Moran. Okay. So I, just got, I just got their St. Patrick's Day card, which so they do instead of a Christmas card. Yeah, that's right. The Morans. So here's a couple of uh, names for you. Vincent Petri- Petricelli, right? Okay. who I think runs Communion Liberation. Mm. They have the largest uh, Communion Liberation University clue uh, crew in the uh, in the United States. They got a good thing going there. All right. right? Well, Benedict to, College, let me to, tell you what. To Colonel Mustard, congratulations. Vincent Petricelli, Robert Williams, Sarah Heselton, and Michael Fontana. Okay. Right. That's it. And then lastly, I, uh, a shout out to... Are you okay? You got one more? I got one more. We got to make this podcast at least 10 minutes long. So, Josh Harrison and Kevin Ward are Gonzaga students, friends of Catherine Arden. Oh. Right? And they are super fans, according to Super Catherine. fans. Super fans. Well, so Josh and let's Kevin, hope they thanks go far in the tourney. Uh, you know, Gonzaga. <laughs> are you choking? I think I might be choking. That was last year. Come on, man. I'm just saying. Come on, man. By the time this podcast comes out, let's just say that the Zags will be out of the tournament. Uh, Josh, I'm sorry. I meant to give you a good good shout out here. I'm <laughs> sorry that Goble was in a strange mood. So that's a good shout out. He we likes got, it. We got some good good listeners at Gonzaga. I, I'm a root for Gonzaga. You root for Arizona. I'm a root for Gonzaga. How does that sound? Okay. And I'm going to show you up in two weeks when we do this. Again. Last one is uh, I was told, um, you know, out of all the people that I've given shout outs to, you know, all over the nation. I've never given one to my only brother-in-law, and hopefully only the brother, the only brother-in-law I'll ever have. Because you have one sister. I have one sister, uh, Mark Hachadik. I thought she was marrying a, a Taiwanese man or something. Hachadik. Hachadik. So Mark Hacharik, and um, and uh, I'm gonna miss the birthday party for my niece Emma. But Mark, honestly, I couldn't ask for a better brother-in-law. Thank you for listening. I hope it brings you some semblance of peace. Um, and a shout out to Kennedy. Due you, to the fact that you are married to my sister. Right, so. Newly baptized Kennedy? Well, newly as in like a year ago. These things are new. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. That's it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is an old school Mike Rap Express special. See ya. Oh yeah. Happy birthday to Mike Rap. We miss you, buddy. <laughs>